I'm not pulling out of my car. We all know what that means. Uh, this is another drive to work coronavirus edition. So I'm interviewing people from all across Magic. So today I have Blake. So Blake, introduce yourself. Yeah, uh, my name is Blake Rasmussen. Uh, technically, my job title is Senior Communications Manager, uh, but a lot of people know me as the guy who runs Daily MTG and also does our weekly stream, Weekly MTG. Okay, so uh, the question I've been asking a lot of people is, how did you start playing Magic? I started playing Magic when I was 13 or 14. 14, so I'm 37 now for context. Well, what what um, set was it? Just for so people have an idea of. Yeah, Ice Age. Ice, Ice Age okay. was my uh, first oh, set. 94. And I was, <laughs> yeah, I was uh, in our junior high cafeteria, and my friend Matt uh, was sitting with myself and our other friend Brian, and he had these Ice Age starter decks. And he's like, you guys want these? And he, he sold them to us. Because uh, he wasn't that good a friend. And uh, we we bought him. We started shuffling him up and learning how to play poorly at first. Uh, but kind of the three of us played a bunch. And then uh, Brian and I especially played a lot together. And it kind of went from there. What, what was the best? Do you remember the best thing you had in your opening deck? Your first deck? Oh, man. Um, my... The two cards that stand out in my memory, and I don't remember the whole thing, so it's entirely possible like I had a necropotent sitting in there that I ignored. Um, but I definitely owned a pirate ship and a um, Keldrin Frost Beast. The Frost Beast was like the gold version of Thicket Basilisk, and pirate ship just gave things minus one, minus one. Yeah. And um, yeah, those two formed the basis of the two decks I eventually put together with all the cards I owned. I think one was black, blue, and one was white, green, red. Okay, so you started playing Ice Age in junior high in 1994. How do you go from there to working at Wizards? What, what, what's that story? Oh, man. Um, well, I kept playing for a, a very long time. I took a break around Urza's block and then came back during um, Legions. Yeah. And then um, kept playing after Legions. And so I was in college around that time. And when I was in college, I went to a small liberal arts school in the middle of Iowa. And I started playing Magic again pretty regularly and uh, there was a pretty good Iowa crew there, and I also was kind of pursuing journalism at the time. So I was the sports editor on the newspaper at the school. I wrote for a local paper, um, so I was doing a lot of writing. And one day I'm playing a tournament, and this is during Champions of Kamigawa era, and I sit down and I'm I'm playing against a guy named Bill Stark, who a lot of people are going to recognize, and we just start chatting and. Bill's like, oh, yeah. And this was, um, I think this was the the summer maybe after I graduated from college. Uh, and I, I stuck around the same area because I went to grad school down there. 
But um, yeah, we're we're just chatting, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I go to Cornell College." And he's like, "Oh, God, I went to Cornell College. We never ran into each other." He's like, "Yeah, well, you know, I I, I you know do these things, and and one of them is the uh, I'm the sports editor for the newspaper." I was like, "Oh, I was the sports editor for the newspaper." And so the more we talked, the more we found out we had in common. And at that time, Bill was on the coverage team for Grand Prix writing. And um, also had his own website, the StarkingtonPost.com, which I will never let him forget about. <laughs> and he kind of he was like, oh, you know, if you're into journalism and writing, uh, let me introduce you to Greg Collins, who who still works at Wizards of the Coast. And Bill actually works at Wizards of the Coast, too. Uh, so he introduced me to Greg. Uh, I sent Greg some writing samples and I started doing like one or two Grand Prix a year. Uh, not a ton at the time, um, but I was getting acclimated and I did a couple Grand Prix, did some coverage, tried me out. And then I kind of became uh, part of the regular Grand Prix and Pro Tour at the time. Coverage crew kept doing that. And then um, one day this spot opened up to run Daily MTG. And due to my background in journalism and marketing and, and writing, um, it was kind of a perfect fit. And uh, I almost didn't take the job uh, because of a girl. Uh, but one day, um, so I had turned down the job. And then one weekend, I was talking to my then boss, Trick Jarrett. And I was just talking about something about Daily MTG. And he, he jokes, you know, I does this mean that you're interested in the job? And by this time, the, the lady and I had, had parted ways. And I, I said, well, what if I am? And he wrote back within 30 seconds. And he's like, if you are, don't mess with me. Tell me right now. I need to know. And I said, yeah, I'm still interested. Um, I flew out, I think, that Wednesday, interviewed for the job and was hired by the next week. And six years later, here I am. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about sort of d daily what you do. So the yeah. audience, the, I want the audience, one of the big things I'm trying to do is um, demonstrate to everybody the vastness of magic, how many different people work on magic and how many different things there are to do. So mm -hmm. what is a day? What's your a daily day in the life for you? Um, you know, one of the cool things about my job is that my days are never really the same. So um, as I, I've been here at Wizards for six years, my job has expanded from uh, this narrow focus of I do daily MTG and that's what I do to um, – uh, I'm kind of the um, whew, uh, traffic cop for our communications, so I'll write a lot of things still, but I will also be the one who manages the calendar and uh, talks about how we should communicate something, when we should communicate, what we should communicate, where we should communicate, um, and I work with a lot of different teams. I basic, I'm, I'm one of the people who touches uh, literally every team in the building. And so on any given day, it's filled with a lot of touch bases with um, different teams, uh, different communications people. I work a lot with the social team. I work with a lot with the marketing team. I talk to uh, people in the tabletop team probably more than just about anyone. Um, and so I, I spend a lot of my time talking and, and meeting with people and finding out what they've got coming up, how we can support them, that sort of deal. 
Uh, and then we, uh, I'll spend some amount of every day writing something. Uh, before we got on this call, I was, I was writing another upcoming piece. And, um, and then uh, I, I do still have my hand on the wheel of Daily MTG. So uh, I look at all the content that we put up there. Um, I still update the webpage every morning. My, my son wakes up early enough that I, I get up in plenty of time to do that. Uh, and then, um, yeah, once a week I, I do a stream and that day is a little bit different cause I spend the whole afternoon, uh, talking to people and, and, and telling everybody about magic stuff. And yeah, so every day is a little bit different. Kind of depends on what's going on and what we're announcing and what we're not announcing. So a couple of things. Uh, so I, I'll talk a little bit about how I know how you and I interact. Um, so once a week, uh, you have a meeting where you just say, here for the next, I don't know, four or five weeks, here's everything that's going to happen. We're going to announce this on this day. We're going to announce that on that day. This this comes out on this day. And it's just a calendar of, like, everything that's happening. And it's a, it's a lot. We have a lot mm -hmm. of things going on. Um, and uh, it's important. I always go to that meeting because, like, okay, what's happening? What's going on? Um, I, obviously, I, I face with the public a lot. So it's, I, I like to know we're, we're going to announce stuff. Yep. Um, uh, and then another thing that you and I do is um, uh, when it's time to do previews, you're, you're in charge of previews. Do you want to talk a little bit about doing previews? Yeah. Um, previews are both fun and exhausting. Uh, the way we've done previews has changed a lot over the years. But, uh, again, I kind of keep that um, – that it's my, my role with previews is a lot like my role with communications where I'm sort of the master of ceremonies. And, and we have different uh, individuals who are responsible for giving out different previews. So basically what I'll do is I will um, spend a good amount of time talking with uh, the people in Studio X who work on any given set, the, the architects, the, the leads, um, the, the art directors and just trying to get a sense of what they think and believe is important in the set and then using that to kind of dole out and divvy up previews by like, so I'll give a, a bundle of cards to the EU. I'll give a bundle of cards to, um, our team that interacts with our streamers. I'll give a bundle of cards to, uh, the community. So traditional websites like Star City Games, that sort of stuff. And um, and then we kind and then I kind of make sure that all those various trains don't run into each other. And, um, you know, I get to manage my own little group of previews and, and send them out and figure out where they go. Um, but it's just this kind of sprawling thing that uh, gets updated constantly as, as previews shift. And so uh, my job there is to communicate that throughout the team and make sure that the public knows what's coming and make sure that previews adequately give the public a sense of what a set is. So it's it's juggling a lot of things, but it's also it's one of my favorite things because preview season before I started working at Wizards of the Coast was it's, you know, it's Christmas that came several times a year. And so it's always fun to be part of that. So let's give a little sense of scope. So core 2021 is coming out. How many different previews are there in a, like a, a normal premiere set? Core 20, you know, I've got the preview plan up actually right now. Um, I was like, so, how many, I just give people like a sense. How many different cards get previewed? So it's going to be, different based on the set so a core set like this one there are 
roughly 200 individual cards that are being previewed. Now, it's not 200 different outlets. Some outlets get, you know, more than one if there's a, a cycle or commons that go together or something like that. But yeah, 200 individual cards for M21. And I would say for most sets, that's on the low end. Uh, and then Jumpstart is another layer on top of that. Yes. Well, that's that, that's that's its own set. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that so one of the things that like um, so basically what's going on is there's just a lot of information and we there's a lot of things that we as the company need to let the consumer know and there's lots of different parts of the company. It's not as if one of the things I think people people tend to think of wizards as one entity sometimes. Uh, from mm-hmm. the outside, uh, but when you're inside, there's many, many entities inside. And oh, yeah. when we talk about messaging, well, okay, this group cares about these products, and this group cares about this event, and this group cares about you know whatever. And um, I know a lot of your job is wrangling just giant volumes of information. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's making sure, like I said, that the 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 cars don't crash into each other. They're, you know, if if we just let everybody announce things when they wanted to or needed to or or whatever, um, we'd have we'd have two major announcements on the same day, and maybe one would get lost, or uh, maybe their proximity would confuse people that they're related in some way. Or maybe we've just got this awesome thing we want to do, but it gets overshadowed by this other thing that's not related at all. And we want to just give those things time to breathe. And then on the other side, like there's only so much that um, people and fans can digest at any one given time. And so we need to make sure to, to spread things out so we're not having some sort of communications pile up all on the same day. So it's, it's a lot of figuring that out. Okay, so now, now another aspect of jobs that we haven't talked about yet. So right now, we've talked about we have information and we want to give it out. But another aspect of your job is monitoring the community and sometimes our messaging isn't proactive, it's reactive, right? Uh, something's happening and we need to react to it. So do you want to talk a little bit about reactive sort of communications? Yeah, um, so we have you know, a couple avenues to, for reactive communications. If it's something major in reactive, we'll often do it on the website where we'll write a full article and, and um, try to spread it wide. Uh, a lot of times, though, our reactive messaging is through social. And so our community managers do a lot of that work. And I work with them to kind of make sure that our reactive messaging is consistent so that we don't say one thing on the left hand and a different thing on the right hand. Uh, The community team does a lot. Uh, We work really closely together and we have stand ups several days a week and they'll say, hey, this thing's really bubbling up. I think we need to say a thing. Does this work? And I'll be like, yeah, that works, say it. Or maybe I'll say, you know, that doesn't quite work because this other thing that you might not be aware of, or um, we're about to say this and that kind of says something different. And so it's not quite true. And so uh, a lot of it is, again, information wrangling there and just working closely with, you know, when we're talking about the different teams that I work with, that includes our communications focused teams, like the community team. What, explain for the community for the audience. What, what is the community team? What, what do they do exactly? Yeah, the community team. Uh, they wear a number of hats. They 
are technically in our marketing department, but they do a lot of our communication stuff. So there are there are real people between our behind our social media accounts. And so uh, they do a lot of interacting with fans. They are um, they are our finger on the pulse of the community. So not only do they do interactions, but they create reports that let us know you know, this thing was received very negatively. This thing was received very positively. Uh, we need to watch out for this. Um, this thing bubbled up over the weekend. So one, the the literal first meeting I have every week, Monday morning, is just a sync with everybody on the community team or related to the community team. And the first question I ask is just what happened over the weekend? You know, a lot of times if there's tournaments or events or um, just chatter and they say, hey, this thing happened, this thing happened, this thing happened. I think we need to address this. I think we don't need to address this, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, they are our finger on the pulse of the community and often our mouthpieces as well. Um, so is there any I, – I, we've covered a bunch of your job. Is there any aspect we haven't really hit yet? Anything that you do that – like this is also a thing I do that we haven't <laughs> talked about. Uh, I mentioned the streaming. So we do the weekly MTG stream. Um, that is one of the more fun parts of my job. I actually really enjoy that. Um, and when, tell people, for people that might not know, when is, when is that? If, if they want to see yeah. that stream, when, when can they see it? It is on Thursdays on twitch.tv slash magic and, uh, it runs starting at now 2.30 PM. It used to be 2 PM, but that interfered with my kid's nap when we started working from home. So it's now 2.30 PM. Uh, runs about an hour usually. You can also catch it on YouTube afterwards, and we also upload it as a podcast. Uh, the podcast is kind of hit or miss because sometimes, because it is a stream, the the visual part matters. Um, but we try to we try to make it podcast friendly. So yeah, that's on that's on Thursdays. I host that alongside Steve Sunu, uh, and you know my job there isn't just hosting it. I I, I guess I do what you would call. Um, uh, producer role is kind of confusing because we have an actual like producer of the stream. But, you know, I invite the guests. I set, uh, again, the calendar. Um, I'll create the content lineup and the show rundown for each show. Um, so I, I'm the, I guess, director, booker, producer, all kinds of things for that one. So it's uh, one of the things I, I find interesting um, is... Because I I went to school for communication, so ironically, I uh, um, a lot of what I studied is, it parallels a lot of what you studied. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things that I always find fascinating about magic is that there's so many different audiences that care about so many different things, and we, we produce so many different products that the the noise there's just so much going on any one time that just sort of I I I do not envy your job, and it's a very hard job. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, it can be hard sometimes. I, the, the mantra I always say to myself, and I, and I fully believe this, is that, uh, you know, when you're, when you're wading through angry posts or uh, people calling you names or whatever, that it all comes from uh, a place of passion. They're, they're passionate about magic. And you can't really have anger without passion. And, the day magic is in trouble is the day people lose that passion. So I, I don't take the anger or the shots or anything personally, even when they are personally directed. <laughs> I, I just 
I acknowledge that it's coming from a place of, of love and passion for the game, and that's a good thing. And then all it is is, is figuring out what do we do with it from there? What lessons do we take away from it? That sort of thing. So uh, I don't mind that part of my job most of the time. Most of the time, though. Sometimes it, it can wear on you. But um, yeah, you I mean, know, we all love magic. It, it, it's funny. I, I mean, I, I, uh, I'm i in the same boat in that uh, when the audience decides to be upset, I, I get a lot of the anger directed at me. But I, mm-hmm. I agree that my, my – I, I have a similar mentor to you, which is always what is someone trying to say that beneath yeah. beneath anger, beneath whatever, there's a point they're trying to make. They care, right? They're passionate. What exactly. what are they trying to say? What What is the message they're trying to say? Maybe they're not saying it in the nicest way possible, but – you know, underlying any one message, there's something that we're trying to point out. Maybe they yeah. don't like something. Maybe there's something we did that we could do differently next time. Um, you know, there's a lot of... One of the things about communications that I find is that there's a lot of valuable information out there because the audience does a good job of understanding what they like and don't like. They're the audience. And yep. um, the players want to communicate and that a lot of good comes from hey, we do something, we get responses from people, and that can change how we do it the next time. Um, so I, I do enjoy the communication with the public. Um, I agree with you. Uh, there's times it can get a bit uh, a bit hairy. but uh, Well, I mean, you know, some of my favorite interactions I have with fans is when they start off hostile, and I start interacting with them, and they start seeing me as a person and even if they end up disagreeing it comes away as a good conversation where like more understanding is fostered and i think um you know even when those start off angry i enjoy how those go because they usually end respectfully even if we don't necessarily see eye to eye so i i enjoy that sort of stuff um so how much how much magic playing do you get to do on the job? Less than I used to. <laughs> um, I, you know, we used to, I mean, obviously now working from home, it's, it's changed quite a bit. We used to have like Friday drafts and I used to be able to participate in our sealed leagues and stuff like that. Um, when I started and my, my focus was just on daily MTG my time was much easier to manage and like play in the various leagues we had at work. And so I got to play quite a bit more at work, you know, commander leagues, that sort of thing. Um, as, as my responsibilities grew and I, as I had more meetings and as I, you know, became a father and, and that, and couldn't, you know, stay after work uh, necessarily to, to play in a league, it, it became less and less. I still play a good deal of arena right now. It's how I spend a lot of my lunch breaks. Um, and I'll even grab some games if I have a little bit of time before a meeting and it's not enough time to actually start and finish a task. Um, so I I play I play enough magic. <laughs> enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. One of the, uh, since we're working from home, uh, most of my job has been pretty easy. The, the face-to-face meetings and stuff and design is, is easy. It's the playtesting that's, that's definitely proving challenging. Yep, um, I would imagine. That uh, being in person just makes things a lot easier to sit down and play Magic. Yep. Yeah, one of the things I've tried to do is um, 
do I, I've tried to at least try out a lot of the ways people are connecting online. Um, you know, because a lot of part of my job too is communicating to people, hey, you have this option. If you want to keep playing magic, here's an option. So I've yeah. been trying out a lot of different ways. I I use Discord um, to play a couple different formats. Uh, I've done Commander Online. Uh, I'm probably going to do Command Fest Online. I, I got a camera set up, obviously, because we're streaming. So I've gotten to play a, a good bit of magic literally for my job, which is kind of the greatest thing. Um, okay, so the the we're, 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 uh, we don't have too much time left here, but I'm uh, trying to see if um, we've talked about sort of a lot of the communication stuff. We talked about the preview planning. We talked about you doing the the live shows and things. Um, anything we're not hitting, or there anything left that any major part we haven't hit yet? Oh, um, not major. I mean, there's always things here and there that um because i have the kind of 360 view of the company i end up getting involved with that's just hey did you know this group is doing this and and that might be a great like thing to synergize with what you guys are doing and and so i do a lot of random stuff and get involved with a lot of random projects that aren't necessarily communications projects just because, um, you know, I'm the first one to see that X is happening over here and Y is happening over here, which is really cool. Um, and, uh, because I'm a long-term player and I've been involved in the competitive scene and, and both in coverage and as a player, um, I often get invited to things Studio X is doing um and discussing uh, just because they know that um what i'm saying is coming from the vantage point of kind of i'd say a, a medium player uh who who is nonetheless very interested in in being good at the game and, and enjoying the game at a semi-competitive level so that's really cool that i get to be involved in some of that stuff that isn't necessarily part of my job description but wizards has this and especially Studio X has this really cool way that, you know, you draw in other people just because you know they love magic and, and have some affinity for some part of the game, which is awesome. Yeah, one of the things that we try to do in, in R&D slash Studio X is um, one of the resources we have is all these other people that really love magic that are in the in the building, right? not that I'm in the building, but <laughs> normally in yeah. the building. Um and that is, that's a resource that we, we, we do play tests and do, uh, you know, rare polls and all sorts of stuff to try to make use of these people that because we do the product and we see it every day. Sometimes it's hard to step back and really evaluate it because you're just too in it. Uh, and it's nice to have other people in the company that we can say, hey, take a look at this. What do you think of this? And that that, that is always cool. Yeah, I enjoy that. Um, another thing about your job uh, that you, you sort of mentioned, but let me highlight here is that you produce a lot of material. Like, for example, um, a lot of times I will get, uh, like, FAQs. I'm not sure how many times you write them, but you're definitely the one who distributes them. Of, mm -hmm. Something's coming up. Here are the questions. Here are the answers to the questions that you might get. Um, there's a lot of prep that goes prior to communication that if mm -hmm. we're going to say something and we think the audience might respond, uh, we want to prepare, especially what we call the talkers. I'm one of the people that talk to the audience. Um, yep. And make sure that the people that are communicating have the information. So if someone asks me a question, I can go, oh, here's the answer to that question. Um, and 
there's a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of communication is producing materials so that people have things so that so we know and we can see things. Like I said, you put our schedules. Um, there's a lot of paperwork. I don't, I don't know if people realize like the amount of <laughs> yeah. paperwork that comes along. Oh yeah, I have I have spreadsheets for days open on my laptop and Word documents and it's um, keeping people on the same page is is not one page. It's a lot of pages. Yeah, and, and it's I know uh, I, I'm always texting you to ask you questions. <laughs> like, <laughs> can, is this true? Can I say this? Can I? Say uh-huh. it? Especially when you're writing preview articles, like yes. today, like today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm writing my like I'll write my preview article, but I. Um, I don't know exactly when I write a preview article what is known and what's not known. And so I'm mm-hmm. bugging Blake all the time saying, okay, when I read this article, do they know this or do they know that? Uh, just because it, it matters how I write the article, whether or not I, the audience knows something. And so um, that days like today, I, I bug Blake incessantly. So. <laughs> yep. Fridays. Fridays, yes. Fridays. Uh, Fridays my writing day. So. But I don't, yeah. I'm not writing previews every day. So it's previews when yeah. I tend to bug you. When, yep. I'm writing, when I'm writing a random design article, I don't have to bug you so much. I don't have any information on that. That's not my area. Um, anyway, uh, we are uh, coming to my desk, as they say. Uh, so <laughs> do you have any final thoughts? Any final things you'd like to say to the audience before we, we wrap up? Um, you know, it, it, my my thing right now is that, you know, we're all we're all stuck at home. And this this covid thing is it's not going to end anytime soon. And it's it's wearing thin on a lot of people. And, you know, we talked earlier about. Uh, how hard it can be to to deal with you know angry people on the internet, but I, I just want to encourage people to be good to each other. And this isn't for for me or, or for Mark, where you know we we have chosen to to interact with people in an angry way. But you know, other people, we're all having a hard time right now. And my mantra is just kind of you know be be good to each other, be good to each other where you can and um spread spread goodness and enjoy which sounds a little trite but you know <laughs> what do it um because we the the world's in a tough spot right now and we don't need any more negativity on top of just what the world has presented to us anyway so yeah be good to each other okay well i am now approaching my desk as they say so that means it's the end of my drive to work so instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. So I want to thank uh, Blake as my special guest. So thank you, Blake. Thank you, Mark. And guys, I will see you all next time. Bye-bye.